On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks sign a new player. What is Theo Pinson going to bring to the team? And why is Carl Anthony Towns still a Timberwolf? We'll break down that game and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA. Go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can see our lovely faces right now on YouTube. We're getting climbing ever so quickly, slowly trudging to 9,000 subscribers. Help us get there. Hit the subscribe button, like the video, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. And also leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a question and we'll answer it like we will uh, this week. All right. And always, joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer, Mavs.com. The Dudley Dude, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? What is up? It's good for us to be back together. It's good to be back writing. I'm, I'm, I'm working on a story right now that uh, having fun with. It was at practice the other day. Um, hanging out with the team and just seeing them up close. We, you know, we don't. We used to go to practice all the time back in pre pre COVID days, and uh, so it was good to be back at practice and see uh, Da. You know, back yelling. before we had jobs, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, when I used to live downtown and all of that, but um, we switched. It's good. It, it's just it's such a good. You know, uh, I was talking with Callie being around. The, she gets you know to travel with the team all the time and she does such a great job covering the team on the on the beat writing world. And, but we were just talking about how good of a, you know, good group of guys that's on the team. And it's just cool seeing those guys up close, watch Luca finish working out ankle looking good. Uh, that was on, I think Friday, Thursday or something like that. So we'll see when Luca comes back, but they needed him tonight because, uh, that Timberwolf, uh, team, they could have beat them. Mavs lose to the Timberwolves 111 to 105. They lose that game. We'll break down that game in this episode. The Mavericks also signed Theo Pinson because everything in the NBA is insane right now. Guys are are going into health and safety protocols left and right. I think there's over 60 players that are in health and safety protocols right now, which is means either they have a positive test or been in the contact of somebody that had a positive test. Like there's just a lot of a lot of guys that are in there. And so the NBA decided to instead of pausing the season. Instead of doing what they did, you know, last year and straight up pausing the season in March, they are going to, um, they're going to just keep going and they're going to allow teams to sign more than one player. Which, you know, there's a whole different, there's a lot of angles you can take to this, but because of the vaccines, the boosters, and all that kind of stuff, the availability of, um, you know, information now about COVID, the NBA has decided that they're going to allow people to teams to sign replacement players for this next stretch. We're not sure how long it's going to last, but it seems like right now they'll be able to sign these players from now and through January 19th. So for the next month or so, uh, it's basically like a 30 day instead of a 10 day, right? You're allowed to just sign these guys to come help your team. Doesn't affect the cap or anything like that. Um, and according to Woj and Shams, they're reporting all this stuff back and forth. NBA teams are allow the NBA is allowing teams to sign one replacement player per each player that tests positive. So 
The Mavericks apparently had at least one player test positives. They're now allowed to sign somebody. They signed Theo Pinson. We'll talk about him in a minute. Now, the NBA is requiring teams to sign one replacement player if two of their players test positive. So you have to sign somebody if you have two players test positive. Now, the Mavericks have both Reggie Bullock and Josh Green in health and safety protocols right now. So this leads me to believe that at least one of those guys has tested positive, if not both of them have tested positive for COVID because they have signed this new guy, Theo Pinson. Yeah, just because of the roster math on this, um, you know, in order to be able to sign him to the roster, which, you know, Shams is now we are saying this before the official Mavericks press releases went out. Sure. They could very well tweet out something and say, hey, Theo Pinson is being signed and one of the other players is being waived. But if there's not a player that's waived, it looks like under these new rules that were just tweeted out a little bit ago <laughs> by Shams. The timing is a little little convenient if that's going to be the case, if they're going to waive somebody <laughs> Well, yeah, well, I'm just saying for the technical part of this, uh, as we're recording this, Shams literally just tweeted out these new rules things um, like 10 minutes ago before we hit record. So, but Theo Pinson, I mean, as soon as I seen it, we were on here before we hit live and I was like, Theo, Uh, because Theo's a a steal. No, uh, Theo was, uh, he was a Carolina guy playing on the UNT uh, national team, won the natty with, uh, with Justin Jackson, our guy. And uh, Luke May and Joel Berry and fun, fun, fun team. I just remember we used to call Justin Jackson homeschool. Who used to call him homeschool? Somebody uh, came up know. with that name. I can't remember who it was. It was somebody like a national media member. Was but it no, JJ Reddick? I think it was JJ Reddick called him homeschool. Did he really? I think so. Uh, but now Theo on that team, you know, he's bounced around a few times. He, you know, he went undrafted and uh he signed with the nets you know went from like undrafted guy then like exhibit 10 i think through a two-way then converted and yeah. you know, stuck with them just for a bit then went to the knicks a little bit with the celtics now been in the g league but you know he was like this catch you know he was this energy catch-all type of guy carolina ran kind of secondary ball handler playmaking type things next to joel berry you know justin jackson on the wing six five he just always bring the, brought the energy, and that's why I was always rooting for him coming out of Carolina because he was such a fun guy to root for in college. And he's so you know he his facial expressions. There's like clips of him on the bench in the league. He's going to bring a jolt of energy to this Mavs team that they need. They desperately need. If you guys don't know, if you haven't listened for a while, Isaac is a UNC fan. He's a big North Carolina Tar Heels fan. So he follows these guys. He's known Theo Pinson for a while. He was literally like genuinely excited when Theo Pinson's name got brought up by Shams. Uh, and so that's the report right now that the Mavericks are signing him. The big question I think right now among some people is why not Carly Jones? Carly Jones is the guard the Mavericks had you know, on their training camp roster. And he really showed a lot of people stuff. I was I was really surprised actually when they put Ja'Cory McLaughlin as the two-way guy instead of Carleek Jones. Carleek Jones, a little bit smaller, but a guard that can handle a little bit more. He's, he can play make a little bit more than we think Theo Pinson. He can definitely shoot a little bit better, even though this season he has not shot the ball, the three ball as well as Theo Pinson in, in the G League. And so maybe the Mavericks are banking on that three-point shooting from Theo Pinson over the last couple of years. He's been about 39%. Uh, from pretty good, uh, pretty good amount of attempts in the G League over the last three years, where in college he was like at 25%. So it's a real improvement in that area of his game so far in the G League in his career. And so I know some people said, well, why not Carly Jones? He's had some incredible games in the G League. He can attack the basket. We've already seen him with the Mavs. The Mavs need a guy that can create a create his own basket. I mean, look what Trey Burke is doing. Jalen Brunson is trying to do it all himself. Why not Carly Jones, Isaac Harris? Well, I think it's, you know, the two guys you just mentioned, it's it's Trey and Jalen. I think if 
you had to, which, you know, I know in this, this NBA now, nobody's in like really these defined lanes anymore, but Carl Lake's more of the, you know, the one, he's more of a ball handler type of guy. And I think if you bring Carl Lake in then now I know some listeners are like, oh, okay, well I would play him over Trey Burke. Well, yes, you would play him over Trey Burke, but <laughs> I don't think this coaching staff is going to play him over Trey Burke right now or Jalen Brunson. But you look at a guy like Theo Pinson, and it's like, what's Theo? Theo's an, an athletic, energy, defensive type of wing. Well, guess who's not playing right now for the Mavericks? Josh Green and Frank Nilakina. So that I'm not saying Theo's going to step in and play 35 minutes. I mean, he might not be on the roster in a month. But if you're just looking at type of guys in these type of roles, it's the Josh Green, Frank Nilakinas that they're missing right now that they're probably looking at and saying, hey, we need another guy on the wing, a 6'5 guy that can just play defense, give us some energy. And I think with guys like this, especially guys just stepping in, just filling in for, like you said, maybe a month, maybe by January 20th, this person is not on this team, whoever fills this spot, yeah. if it's Theo Benson or, or Carly Jones or whoever. They need somebody that's been in the NBA a little bit, right? That's somebody that's that's been on rosters before, that's played in the NBA. Carl, Theo Benson played a couple of playoff games for the Nets a couple years ago. He has been around the NBA a little bit, knows the system, and he uh, he knows one of the Mavericks pretty well. Uh, is uh, has the same agent as Josh Green that you pointed out earlier. Yeah. So there's a connection there, and yeah, I think that I think all that is the reason why not Carly Jones and why you know Theo Pinson instead. Yeah, exactly. And we'll just see what what comes of it. We'll see how. I mean, who knows? I mean, there could be more in the. I mean, it, it's that's the the crazy spot we're in right now as a league. I mean, even the NFL too is. Yeah. I mean, you guys know if you're getting notification on your phone. I mean, I feel like my watch goes off multiple times a day. I'm in meetings, how, and it's like how many players have tweeted something along the lines of "We got to stop Shams and Woj." They're tweeting these COVID protocols like it's you know free agency or or the draft or, or something like that. Yeah, and it's like I mean, you just don't. I mean, we've been watching from a Mavericks angle. You know, we walked through a lot of this last year when handful of those guys, you know, tested positive and all that last year. And there's like huge stretch of games there. And now it's, you know, we've, the Mavericks have kind of been a team that hasn't been affected by it so far this season. Now we're seeing a few. We'll see how it unfolds from here on out. A lot to check out, a lot to see, a lot to know, but we have a game that we need to break down. Dallas Mavericks versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mavericks came down to the end of it and almost pulled away from this one. Christoph Porzingis went out with an injury. We'll talk about that. Nico Harrison talked in the middle of the broadcast, gave his, I mean, one of the first interviews he's done in a long time uh, about the roster. So we'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Truebill. It helps you with all these subscriptions you guys have. We have so many subscriptions and you're like, why did I just sign up for this thing that's going to send me random like knives and like random uh, like colognes and random like things that I'm just going to put on my dresser and not know what to do with, right? Like there's all these just random boxes you can get that send you random junk that you maybe like one thing in the box and then you don't like anything else. Truebill will help you. It's a new app that helps you cancel those things, especially subscriptions that are super hard for you to cancel. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, and Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. That's all you got to do, one tap. Don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game a little bit. But first, I think we have to talk about Christoph Porzingis. So Christoph Porzingis leaves the game 
in the third quarter, I had him about the five minute mark. The Mavericks take a time, or the Minnesota takes a timeout. Moses Brown comes in for Chris Alps Porzingis. It looked like just a regular, you know, run of the mill um, substitution. They're just going to take KP out, put Moses in, and then uh, Porzingis would come back in later. But then later in the game, Mavs PR tweeted out that KP is out for the rest of the game, right foot soreness. After the game, J- Jason Kidd confirmed that yes, it was right foot soreness, but the X-rays came back negative. So there's no structural thing. There's nothing that happened inside of KP's foot. It's just soreness, which, hey, I, I know we're all frustrated and everybody's frustrated. You guys listening are definitely frustrated with Chris Ops's injuries and the fact that he can't stay on the floor at times and the fact that, you know, he can't get a consistent um, play from KP because he keeps going down with injury. You do not mess with foot soreness for a big like that, right? Especially a big that's had injuries like this. And so I understand them taking real, real, like, like hard precautions on KP, especially if it's something like foot soreness. Yeah. I mean, I think any, at this point uh, for KP, any lower body soreness, um, you're at least a little, you know, worried about. And so, you know, I, we were talking about before, I was like, I didn't see any play in which, you know, he went down holding his foot or something, you know, went back and watched it. I didn't see anything. There's a couple where he like him and Patrick Beverly kind of get into it. And then he's, He's not really hobbling. He's just sort of like gliding around, but not really like putting a lot of pressure on his foot. It didn't seem like there's anything super bad where he was limping or anything like that. Yeah. So it was probably something he tweaked a little bit, tried to play through it. And it was like, man, this is kind of like lingering a little bit. And then bam, he just, you know, stayed out of the game there. So we have zero updates on that moving forward. We'll, we'll just see how that, um, how that unfolds too, because <laughs> yeah, by the time you're listening to this, you guys may know more about this than, than us, but it's just soreness at this point. So he may still be able to play Tuesday against the Minnesota Timberwolves again at home. That may still be you know, a possibility for him, but we'll see. It's all kind of up in the air. Then the Mavericks play home against the Bucks on Thursday and then that Christmas Day game on Saturday. So the Mavericks will, pr- will maybe play it cautious through these next two games because that Christmas Day game is huge. It's the yeah. biggest day in NBA, in the NBA, maybe the biggest day of the whole year. It's the time when NBA, everybody just kind of actually checks in for the first time with NBA. So you want to have your full squad out there. It's big game for everybody. So And it's, you know, we're still waiting to see what Luca's timeline is. Yep. And how how does that line up? You know, if if KP has to miss a game or two, is Luca back on Tuesday night? We don't know that. But if we start overlapping and then KP's out and Luca's out, it could get a little um a little hairy for the Mavs a little bit. Speaking of Luca, Nico Harrison spoke to uh, spoke to the broadcast, spoke to us, I guess. Uh, Mark Falwell was on the broadcast by himself because Derek Harper oh. was not on the broadcast. But Mark Falwell did Mark. an incredible job. Um, can I out you real quick? What? I texted you like almost the end of the first quarter, and I said, man, Harp is oh, killing this is it. Me. This is me. Harp is killing it by himself, and you're like, "Oh my god, I didn't even realize that it was just it was just follow up on the broadcast, and Harp wasn't on there." <laughs> That's how good it's how good of a job follow up did. It has nothing. I don't think it's anything okay. negative against Harp. Okay. It's mostly just how how good follow up is doing. <laughs> anyway, so Nico Harrison joins in the third quarter. <laughs> Nico Harrison joins in the. I don't think Harp listens to the pod, so I think you're clear on that one. Nico yeah. joined the broadcast in the third quarter. And uh, he's mentioned that Luca is not just getting healthy for for his ankle too. It's something that he pointed out that we we piqued our interest. Yeah, well, he just mentioned that you know he's he's getting back into shape too. You know he, he's working out, and it's it's one of those things that you know I think we've all 
kind of like uh, put two and two together on him being out these games that, you know, especially when we watched him, you know, last week, what was it? I guess Thursday night before that Lakers game. And, you know, he's going through full, you know, full warm up before bouncing around doing his thing. Tim McMahon's posting a picture on Twitter of like, Oh, no ankle break, you know, brace for Luca right now. And it's like, once I watch him go through the whole thing, I'm like, all right, like, I get that's not the end all tell all of somebody can play or not, but the fact that they've already said, Hey, he's not playing tonight and he's not going to do the road trip coming up in four days. You know, it, it shows you that, Hey, they're trying to get him back right in shape and stuff too, not just the ankle. So I'm glad. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, you look at these past two games, they, you know, barely get beat by the Lakers, another close, you know, loss tonight. And it's like, it does show you a scrappiness to this team that, Man, if they could have pulled off one of those games, you're like, man, all right, we're because now they're what two and two over this last four that Lucas set out. It makes me wonder. Okay, does this team really just have no talent? Because that's what seems like a lot of people say. Like a lot of you guys listening will be like, the Mavs have no talent. They got none. Okay, well they almost just took that Lakers team. They took them to overtime and almost beat them with LeBron, Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. That's talent right there. They just they went up against those guys, and then now with this team. Uh, Russell, whatever you think about him. And then Towns, definitely the best player on the court. They take this team and they almost beat him, save a couple of baskets in the fourth quarter without Luka and KP. So well, what so is some of the fandom, the fandom, uh, yeah. The, the duality the th- of, of a fan, right? You can say, well, this team this has no. This roster sucks. This well, roster why sucks. Why didn't we win? But why didn't we win this game? It's like, okay, well, you got to pick one. You got to pick one side or the other. And I, I agree with you. This team needs more talent. If the Mavs want to win a title, they need more talent. Absolutely. Absolutely need more talent. If they want to win a playoff series, they probably need more talent on this team. But this, this team doesn't have no talent, right? Like, this no. team isn't trash. All these players aren't trash. There's, there's, there's a, a middle ground here, I think, that we can, we can land. But um, Nico Harrison, did he, he, he mentioned that Tim Hardaway Jr. is a starter a couple times, which you know seemed to me a little bit, little bit of posturing, maybe in Tim's, like for Tim's case and to Tim, but then also maybe to other teams around the league. That no, 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 we didn't move Tim to the bench. It wasn't a demotion. It was because yeah. you know we needed to shake things up. He is a starter. He is a starter. That was another interesting thing I thought Nico Harrison said. Well, I think it's a. Uh, so I was talking to in doing one of these, the story that I'm working on. And I, I was talking to an assistant coach the other day and we were talking about the verbiage that happens with the coaches, this coaching staff with these, with these players. And I'll share this because it's not going to be in the story. He said something that the coaching staff does and something that kid has referred to in the past. He said, it's not a going down to the G league. It's a going up to the G league. Now, I don't know how. It, Is that because how, it's in Frisco and it's North? <laughs> I don't know, whatever, but he just used that as an example of yeah. like how you, you frame things. And I think that's a, a tiny example of that with Tim of, Hey, it's not a demotion type thing to the bench. Like you're still a starter in our eyes. We just had to take, you're still one of the best players on the team. That's basically what he's saying this. You're still one of the best players on the team. We yeah. just had to, you know, shake it up a little bit, move some rotations you know, around and all of that. So I, I think it's a brilliant move from Nico's part with Tim, but also to anyone else around the league that's listening saying, Oh, Tim's still a starter. They Tim's just needed it. Okay. Okay. It wasn't a demotion. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't feel so as Jason bad about Terry. Him. Yes. He came on. Okay. The, Tim, same. you know that Tim, he went off, he hit what, 28 points, six boards, six assists in this game. I don't know. He starts hitting his threes for us. Maybe uh, our, our, you know, our, our home run fence is shorter in our, in our stadium. So maybe he'll start hitting some. 
Isn't that so weird? Can you imagine if the NBA had rules like the MLB, like MLB, where like shorter three point line, <laughs> yeah, and like shorter Milwaukee line or something? Stadiums. Yeah, the last thing I I listened from Nico Harrison, I thought was interesting was Followell mentioned a couple of times that, that you know this this whole new regime has said Christmas is probably a good time to evaluate the roster, and Nico said, yeah, Christmas is a good place to evaluate, but we've had so many injuries, and so I'm not sure we're getting the full overhaul of of everything that, that some fans want, that some of you guys want, which of like, all right, we got to make some major moves. Nico didn't, Nico didn't say anything like that. Now I did yeah. not expect him to say anything. I was like going to say, what would he say? Yeah. Right. We have, we evaluated last week. Yeah. Changes are coming. Here's the thing on that. Yeah. I know a, a couple of people were frustrated with Nico's interview and said, well, why didn't you Wait, know? He, were they really? Yeah. There's some people on Twitter that were frustrated about Nico's interview and said, well, man, that's just, it's not encouraging to me. He's just saying, okay, well, there's so many injuries using it as an excuse, not really mm. saying anything that, you know, the Mavericks need to make moves or anything like that. Are they just going to stand pat? He's just a mouthpiece for Cuban, like all this stuff I've been seeing. What is he supposed to say on the broadcast of the team, right? Imagine that you had a broadcast and a TV show for your job where you have to talk about uh, the people that work for you that you hired and then you have to talk about the people you work with, right? It's, it's not going to happen in that venue. Now, maybe he goes on a different interview and, and says something else, but I don't think it happens on the broadcast. So for those of you that were frustrated with that, I can understand if, if, if Nico had said something like, you know what? We have a lot of work to do. Like, look at where we are at this point. We got a lot of work to do. I think people would be less upset with him. He decided not Mm, to go that route, but here we are with it. So, um, all right, coming up. Let's get into some of his personality, too. It's what what else can he say? Also, it's his personality. And it's just like, I mean, he could have said anything. The other other thing I pointed out, a couple people said, well, he's just really, he's really bad on a broadcast. Nico has not been, Nico Harrison has not been a public facing person in his job for a long time, right? He's the guy that's sort of in the shadows, like next to Kobe, next to these, these Nike guys that hasn't done like press conferences. I think he said his introductory press conference for the Mavs was his first press conference he ever did, right? right? Because it's, it's not like he went to a big college or anything like that. It takes a little while for you to get the you know, the the smooth talking like GM after doing a bunch of these for a while. And he has not done a lot of these interviews so far this season um, for, you know, the media or, or whatever and scrums or whatever, anything like that. So it's going to take him a while before we start hearing the Nico really comfortable in the media type person. We, when you heard Donnie, Donnie was like, I got this. I've been doing this for decades. I can I can go up and I can say stuff. I can I can have sound bites and say things that you guys will appreciate and you know, all that stuff. Um, but Nico's not there yet at this point. It's just a different part in his career, different Point of his career, but coming up, let's get into this game. Let's actually talk about how the Mavericks blew this game because they did. They absolutely had a chance to win this game. Luca out, Chris Porzingis out for the second, for almost all the second half, and they blew this game. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And oh man, factory second sale. This is an incredible opportunity for you guys right now. Go to the website, built.com. They have this huge thing, factory seconds. That means the factory has made more than they expected of certain flavors, and you can go get them for less. You get a free gift with every single purchase. Go check them out right now. Gingerbread, paranormal pumpkin on sale right now. Go check them out right now. Those are the new arrivals. Check out all of the normal flavors as well. Mint brownie, cookies and cream, the coconut almond. People love those flavors. Raspberry, cherry barcia, some of my favorites. Go check it out. Built.com. That gingerbread one, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar, and a bar covered in 100% chocolate. They're absolutely delicious. Go check them out. Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 if you want to get 15% off your entire box at Built.com. 
Also, let me tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to lose money betting on Tom Brady after they got destroyed by the New Orleans Saints. A really weird game. Uh, but you can bet on the NBA right now. Listen, if you're betting on the NBA right now, no. I'm gonna say you got Tom, even, you can DM me. I was gonna say let's start a support group. But if you are, um Grizzlies, eight and a half point favorite over the Thunder right now. If you guys want to put some money down on that game, use the promo code uh locked locked on and you'll get fifty percent welcome bonus. Go over to football though, they got a whole bunch of odds like that as well. Couple of you guys overseas, they have some Lithuania odds, Russian odds, South Korea League, Israel League. Lots of other things. Go check it out. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's end here talking about how the Mavericks lost this game. Because, man, it felt like at times, okay, they just got to get this going. They just got to do this. They just got to come up with this board. They just got to hit this shot. And the Mavericks almost pulled away with this game. Even though Luka didn't play. Porzingis was out for most of the second half. Carl Anthony Towns was playing. D'Angelo Russell was playing. They basically had their starting lineup um, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They were missing a Kogi and they were missing Anthony Edwards. I was going to say Anthony Edwards is a big That's a, that's a good miss. call. They were not. They did not have their starting lineup. They were missing two starters. So um, arguably, you know, their second best their, player. Arguably their best player. Fair. Okay. Fair. Uh, but they had they had two of their you know quote unquote stars and they had uh, a lot of guys. But um, D'Angelo Russell getting that Kyle Kuzma star ribbon. Um, <laughs> He made an all-star team, right? He did. He did. Um, Him and KP are stars in the same in the same way, right? Wow. Yeah. Right. Like that would take you a minute to to answer that question. I can't go down that route. Not live on a pod. So, <laughs> um, no. Pat, Be- Pat, Pat Beverly's still really annoying. I didn't realize <laughs> how like annoying cat. Uh, it's just me. I don't. You oh, know, here we go. All right, we're going down this route possibly i know i know the zag you're gonna throw at me and i don't know how to counter it but (laughs) (laughs) i just want to throw this out into the void i didn't like if you were a fan of of like the timberwolves this sucks because i know what you're about to say (laughs) Um, just do it go for it you already started down no edits hashtag no edits I just don't know how it would be to root for him every single night. I Watch. don't know either. How he, could he's going to get traded to the Mavs next week. I would be super happy about that because he's really good. I just didn't realize how annoying he is as a player sometimes. Doing now. what? Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, we, we start rec- we hit record or before we hit record, Isaac was like, man, Towns just like falls down all the time and acts hurt and then he gets up and he's fine and then he just whines to the refs all game I'm like man does that not sound super familiar <laughs> he's not luca get off of him no he's not i mean no he's not but it's more like i Anthony don't think Davis. mavs fans have the like you can't complain about all the things that towns did in this game because luca does the same things except luca is more accomplished Fair, yeah, fair. Definitely a way better player. I mean, and I'm not he's saying, been in I'm the league that. half the amount of time. I don't. How yeah. long's Cat been in the league? I don't know. Fair. He was in KP's draft, so. Or Cat's just like I am so fed up with being in Minnesota. This is just <laughs> how I am now. But guys, I, do you, I don't, guys, do you see how cold it is here? You guys have been here one day. I wonder him if him and Anthony Davis like bond over. Hey, <laughs> we went to UK, but 
who falls down more? <laughs> I was going to say, if they work like, out together over the offseason, who falls down in a workout? But more? all that joking aside, he is so dang good. He's not the greatest Very shooter good. in the world, despite no. what he thinks. Uh, man, we greatest, have so many ways to come at him in this. Greatest right big now. man shooter in the world. Somebody slip him some, like, Highlights some footage. I don't know if it's like frozen yeah, so in Minnesota. Carl but. Anthony Towns said he's the greatest. He thinks he's the greatest big man shooter of all time. And uh, I think. Uh, are you top five? Like, are you top 10? I don't. Shut it down. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, they, the biggest thing, I mean, I know we're pressing for time. So I, I want to hit on the biggest yeah, thing for, for this. We, we both made a note about this in the game. You yep. text me about it. I'm like, oh, dude, I've already wrote it down. One of the biggest struggles for Dallas in this, and it's the the bigger storyline of a secondary creator, is Brunson would get the switch with Towns guarding him, and he couldn't beat him. Yep. And over and over, like four or five times in key moments in this game. Yeah, and Towns isn't, you know, I don't think Towns is making an all-defensive team. Uh, Unless and, Greg Logan's voting. Nope. <laughs> he is voting. But that's the thing. There were just too many times Brunson couldn't take advantage of that. It wasn't a mismatch for, for Brunson in favor of Brunson. And that's what, that's really what hurt him tonight. And I know Brunson played it, you know, he had 18 points, 11 assists in this game. But when that secondary creator talk, that conversation is going, like you got to have another guy that can beat somebody like towns off the dribble. And, and Brunson just couldn't do it tonight. That's what we're talking about, right? That kind of a moment is when you become that secondary creator the Mavericks need. Can you take advantage of a mismatch? Can you take advantage of guys and drive past them and create your own shot in all kinds of different situations? Brunson can create his own shot. It's not. It's just not in all kinds of situations. It's in some situations. It's in playing against bench units where bigs are slower and he can get them on that little move that he drives into the you know the paint and he stops and he turns around and I think he got Nas Reed or somebody. He got one of the bigs on a really bad one where they just like completely fell for the fake and then their chest ran into him and they fouled him and he got to go to the free throw line. But it's if they, if he can't take advantage of that, can he take advantage of a guy that maybe knows how to move his feet a little bit better on, 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 on defense. And he just isn't at that point yet. He had a great, I think he had a great game other than that, but if he could just take advantage of a couple of those mismatches with towns, the Mavericks win this game. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. fully there. The Mavericks could have won this game because Dorian was had an incredible game, one of his Let's best games go. of the year. Let's go. We are we are love that guy. like admitted Dorian stands. Like we just we love Dorian. No one else told me anything bad about Dorian. Was there any uh, Dorian <laughs> slander on the timeline tonight? I don't think so. Twenty three points for him, three boards, two of them on the offensive end, Isaac, and then three assists, mm. three assists for him, a steal. He hit three threes out of the five. He hit both of his free throws. He was just all over the place. He was. Uh, Doing really well. Tim Hardaway Jr. finally had a, a real bounce back game. He missed a bunch of threes, but still 28 points. Hit a lot of his his mid-range jumpers, which are really key for this team, especially with Luka out. So 28 points for him. Six boards, six assists. He had the quote of the night afterwards. Uh, our friend friend of the pod from Mavs Moneyball, Luke Askew, asked him, so, you know, Tim, is there anything that you guys can do to, you know, what do you guys need to do in the offense to get more consistent scoring over these quarters? Because you know, the Mavericks scored 38 in the third, and then they scored 17 in the fourth. And he's like, you know, if I knew, I'd tell you, boss. <laughs> Love that quote. That's great. Shout out to uh, Luke with a festive uh, Christmas tree in his background. And so. <laughs> he's had those lights up for months, I think. <laughs> Got lights up all the time, but but yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Fitty Smith kind of carried them in this one. Brunson at times, and they Mavs just couldn't close it out. They shot twelve of forty one from three. That's twenty nine percent. That's still not good. Still the same problems. But um, yep. Mavs shout out to Maxi, Maxi, fourteen boards and one tech. I'm all oh, here. 
I'm all here for a maxi tech. Maxi's tech was literally just slamming the ball, and they called it a tech, which is just an automatic tech. I saw a couple people say, well, that's the weakest tech I've ever seen. If you slam the ball or if you do the thing that, you know, the Chris Ops in the playoffs where he threw his arm at the ref, those are automatic techs. They just are. I have a um, – every once in a while, you know, you get a, you get like an opposing player crush. Or you see a, a like a role, team, a role player on another team. And it's and not Towns? Like, <clears throat> no. Even though Towns would be great on our team. But – um, Can you imagine him and Luca together? Jared Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. Fun guy. Fan of him coming out of the draft, coming out of Kentucky. Um, love his energy. Dude hustles. I mean, yeah, I like that guy. You know who does not like Jan- Jared Vanderbilt, and Jared Vanderbilt does not like him, is Dorian Finney-Smith, because those guys that's, went at it all game. That's a bummer, too, because I love both those guys. Uh, it doesn't mean that. I mean, Matt Barnes played with Kobe. Like, anything can happen in the NBA, right? doesn't yeah. mean that. They're, they're foes for life. He also played with Derek Fisher. But, no. Jared Vanderbilt did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, in this game, that, that's kind of what it came down to. There was all kinds of weird ref stuff. The Timberwolves team, I felt like they got multiple techs in this game. They were just really upset. They were up 10 at one point, just, like, railing on the refs for not calling things. And, um, yeah, the Mavericks had Shout a chance. Shout out to uh, Balmero playing in this game. Another guy Dallas liked. Yep. Uh, the Mavericks had a chance. They were up. They were down three. Sterling Brown, a pull-up three, a miss. Sterling Brown's first game back in a while after being out with injury. He could not hit. A, he hit one three in this game, and he could not hit anymore. And that's sort of the, the story of this game is Mavericks just not being able to hit threes. Again. I don't have anything else to say about this game. That's that. <laughs> I, I tried really hard to think about what Finch um or chris finch yeah what coach um what movie character he reminded me of but i tried really hard he reminds me of some some character in a movie i'll think of it at some point if y'all have anybody he looks like send him to me let us know in the youtube comments that'll be the random thing chris finch the uh the Timberwolves coach. If he reminds you of a movie character, let us know in the comments. Guys, leave a five-star Apple podcast review on Apple. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.